Hey everyone, before we get started here, this is Ryan from the Cast of Consultants just begging and pleading for anyone who's listening to go ahead and uh, give us five-star reviews on your podcast listener of choice. Uh, this helps other people find the podcast so we can expand it and potentially make boatloads of money, which is, after all, why we're all here. So yeah, if you could go ahead and do that, maybe maybe mention to any of your uh, friends who listen to Survivor or watch Survivor that uh, there's a great Survivor podcast out there that you listen to. Um, spread the word, people. Spread the word. Spread the good word. Without any further ado, let's get to the episode proper. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we teach future Survivor players how to play the game by criticizing past and current players. I'm one of your fabulous co-hosts, Ryan Stacy, your resident super fan who knows everything there is to know about Survivor. Very little about most other things, but luckily we talk about Survivor on this podcast and not most other things. I'm joined by my two uh, mediocre co-hosts, uh, Derek Kubitschek. That's a fair assessment. And yeah, I'm Derek Kubitschek, one of your other three fabulous hosts, and I get to be your first time watcher as we go through this season. Yeah, Derek, you've never seen a Star Fiji before. Correct, and I think I did disclose in the pre-merge episode, for those of you who didn't listen, that going into the season, I didn't think I'd known who won. And even after episode one, I kind of toyed with it and was like, I don't think I know. And then I got a couple episodes in, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I, I know. Uh, so that was my one spoiler going in. But there were a lot of things I didn't know, and I'm excited to talk about those things. And then our third and final co-host, Josh Wessel. Josh, how you doing? Oh, saving the best for last, as always. Uh, do, doing good. I, I enjoyed, uh, we, we just finished wrapping up the uh, finale episode uh, just a few minutes ago. And it was really good to see uh, these characters uh, come back. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't listen, Josh does not watch the full season with us. He watches the premiere, the merge episode, and the finale. And he is kind of our memorability consultant. Yeah, uh, and I think I mentioned in the pre-merge, but I watched this originally in the summer of 2017. I actually found roughly where I would have watched it, so nearly four years ago. Some things, some things carry over. There's a few memorable moments, a few memorable contestants. All in all, uh, pretty good. I, I would say there's a lot of things that are forgotten, but but some things, some things stay. So the whole point of this podcast is we watch Survivor so you don't have to. We get your busy people, maybe less so with quarantine, but... You know, maybe you don't have time to watch every single Survivor season, though you should. Uh, we're here to tell you what is must-watch Survivor and what necessarily isn't. You could maybe skip if you have to. So last time we talked about the pre major Survivor Fiji, season 14. You two said it was not must-watch Survivor, which is, you know, the general consensus. I had my hot take saying it was. Now we're done with Survivor Fiji. Is Survivor Fiji must-watch Survivor? I'm going to fall on the side of the fence that it is, in fact, must-watch Survivor. I'm not going to say that it's the most entertaining Post-merge, I'm not going to say that it's the, the most special, and I'm not even going to tell you that this season in general is going to end up in my top three or four seasons. I'm, I won't spoil that, but there are definitely some, some things that are firsts that you should watch. There are some people that are great that deserve to be remembered, and there are also some feats that are achieved that need to be honored. So I think you get a little bit of all of that in the post-merge, it's kind of a smorgasbord. You get a little bit of everything, and I can appreciate that. It's not without its a couple ugly moments. I'm here for it, and I think you should also be here for it. Yeah, and and I completely stand behind my opinion that this was not watch, not must watch Survivor in the pre merge. But I will say that it is must watch Survivor in the post merge. And I, I know it can be hard to have just characters alone bring a season or a, a part of a season into being must watch Survivor. And I think that you can completely ignore that because the gameplay alone here in the post merge would make it must watch Survivor on its own. 
and we will get into that later. Yeah, uh, I'm going to obviously continue with my, uh, my, my hot take that this is must-watch Survivor. The post-merge is better than the pre-merge. This season elevates the strategy elements of Survivor a lot, more than we've seen in, in quite some time. I don't Maybe since Amazon. Uh, this has done the most to elevate the strategy. We have tons of new, different strategies. We got how the, we got the modern idol. We got characters who surprisingly really understand the game, even if they've never seen the show. I don't know what there there's, there is to not like here. I mean, there's are a few unlikable, kind of despicable characters, but there's some heroes here. There's some some fan favorites. I so I never really understood why people are so low on the season. Like I get the twist, the haves versus have nots isn't great. But that's gone in the post-merge. They're all have-nots in the post-merge. So I don't know what people want. I love the post-merge of Spyro Fiji. I think it's great. I think there's tons of awesome moments, tons of awesome characters, tons of awesome strategy, and tons of first-time evolutionary gameplay. What more do you want, people? At the very least, no one can finish the post-season of, of Fiji Season 14 and say that they were bored in the post-merge. No. There really isn't any of that. And and you're saying Rob Sesternino's willingness to kind of move between different sure. voting blocks and alliances, and, and, and that was kind of game-changing at the time, and it's why he was considered to be this architect of the game, which he undoubtedly was. But now because we have this kind of modern idol coming into the post-merge and we're going to get to see a couple different scenarios play out because there's multiple idols. Idols are getting re-hidden and, and, and such. So is, is that kind of what you're referring yes, to when you're, yeah, when you're talking about a, this? A, uh, the classic modern idol is in the game and we have people figuring out how to use it effectively and not so effectively. But, but it's we, used multiple times and I think that's times. really important too. Uh, and and that, that is one of the main reasons why I would say that it's Must Watch Survivor is those elements are introduced and fine-tuned more effectively here in 14 that really pushes Survivor into this next phase. Yes. So to understand Survivor, you know, like I said, I called this Survivor, uh, Fiji is Survivor 201. This is why. I can 100% stand by that, at least from the post-merge. Maybe I didn't see it as much in the sure. pre-merge, just because I was watching it the first time through, but then we talked about it on the podcast. We talked more about it while we weren't recording. And now I can really see where, yeah, if, if Survivor is a, is, is a college career, yep. welcome to your sophomore year, buddies. Yes, and, and, and that is, if I have to have a thesis statement for Survivor, I think it is... At least at this point, you know, at this point in, in history, we've we have finished Winners at War. There are four distinct phases of Survivor. And I think we, you know, we started the second phase of Survivor back in Panama. But this is it. This is this is where it has all come together. And now we are solidly in the second phase of Survivor. So, you know, we're going to get through a junior year. We're going to get through a senior year. It's not going to be as fun in parts. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, yeah, if I, if I had a thesis statement, I would say there is four distinct eras of Survivor. And this one is, like, kind of the flagship. Now we're in the second era. Yeah. Anyway, before we get any further into uh, this season, we're saying it's must-watch Survivor. Go watch Survivor Fiji. Come back and listen to us. So, spoiler for the rest of the season. We will be spoiling the winner. So, get out of here. In three, two, one. Derek, you knew Earl won. Yeah. And I think part of this, um, I mean, not to take a turn to the series because we try to be super fun, but I, I was really paying attention to all the changes that Survivor was trying to make on the heels of the, the, the Black Lives Matter surge that happened earlier in 2020. And part of that was seeing a, a meeting or an amalgamation of a lot of really notable Black Survivor contestants talking about their experience on the show and how it maybe fell short for them. And if I remember this particular meeting right, Earl joined the call pretty late on, and I'm pretty sure he even misspoke about which season he won. 
I'm pretty sure he said that he won season 15. So I'm sitting here like, oh, yeah, well, I know who wins Survivor 15 because I was paying attention to this, like, monumental cultural shift and at the crossroads with one of my favorite shows. Forgive me. I don't. <laughs> you know, I, tr- I try to remain spoiler-free, but I also have to try and balance these things. You don't try too hard. You don't um, try hard enough at all. I've muted some people now. Get not off enough. Twitter. Get off Twitter. <laughs> no, Unfollow. I'm not getting off Twitter. You should. So I'm pretty sure Earl said on this call that he won Survivor Season 15. And so I went in thinking, oh, cool. You know, I, I don't know anything about 14. I do know something about 15, but we'll cross the bridge when we get there. And then we go through, like, Episode 1. I'm like, okay, was his name Earl? Because, again, I didn't know. I, I mean, I knew a couple people on the call, but I didn't know Earl. I hadn't seen his season. So I was like, oh, no. Huh. And then it got further into the season. I'm like, okay, this is pretty undeniable. I, I know who wins. Yeah. Um, so that I, was annoying. I did not mean for that to happen, but that's what happened. But Stop he also li- didn't prevent it. Stop listening to the Survivor Podcast and get off Twitter, Derek. And Josh and I have been trying to tell him this, and he hasn't been taking it seriously. So everybody tweet at Derek uh, to tell him to get off Twitter. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into these episodes. First, quick refresher of the cast. We have our final 10 from the new Moto Tribe, Moto 2.0. We have Michelle Yee, a student from Ohio. Stacy Kimball, a web producer from Colorado. Boo Burness, a construction worker from Louisiana. Yaman Chan, an internet technology director from California. Cassandra Franklin, a college administrator from Los Angeles. And Earl Cole, an advertising executive from California. Coming in from Ravu 2.0, we have Edgardo Rivera, an advertising executive from Florida. Mookie Lee, a business consultant from Chicago. Alex Angarita, a lawyer from Los Angeles. And Dreams Heard, a cheerleading coach from North Carolina. That's our final 10. Uh, update on winner picks. Derek, your original winner pick, Earl, is still in the game. Cheater. <laughs> Josh and I both lost our original winner picks, and we moved on to Yao Man. So we'll see how that plays out for us. All right, episode 9, Are We Going to Live on Exile Island? The tribes are all sent to Exile Island, which is why they think they're going to live there. They merge. They're sent back to Moto Beach. They think they're going to live in the really nice camp. Nope. LOL. It's all gone. We are all have-nots. Yeah, everyone's a have-not now. Poor Mookie. He's the only person here who never got to live in the nice He was so beach. excited. <laughs> hey, but you know what, Ryan? If everybody has nothing, then nobody has nothing. Yeah? Yes. Or is that? <laughs> I'm not sure that's how that works. So we get a ton of scheming and plotting in this episode, and almost none of it matters because there's going to be a big twist at the end. Yada yada. Right. (laughs) But the only important thing that happens is Mookie tells Dreams, hey, by the way, I found the hidden immunity idol, and I've had it for a few days, and I didn't tell you. (sighs) But why? (laughs) Whoops. What may come down as potentially the worst move of the season Okay, maybe I should say the uh, the most game-altering move of the season. Yeah, for the worst, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Meanwhile, Alex and Gardo, they're like, hey, why don't we bring Stacy over into the Horseman? And Dreams and Mookie are like, okay, so she's going to take third, and we're going to be out at fourth and fifth. Yeah, no, let's not do that. They're thinking ahead, sometimes. They are thinking ahead, but they... I mean, if Stacy is your swing vote and you're going against, like, the, the, the lovable guys, I guess, at the time, like Alex and Edgardo... Three is still a majority in five, and, you know, you, Dreams, and Stacy could vote out Alex and Edgardo just as easily. I don't know if Stacy would go along with that, but e- even more to the point is, like, you can do that for now at the final ten vote. Right. And then make a different move at nine if you want. Y- right. Right now you need the numbers. Right now you need power. And right now this is, that's something you don't have. The merge boot is all about just getting through. Yes. And then you figure out the long-term strategy later. It's just so 
chaotic at the merge that you're just like, I just got to get through this and then I'll figure everything else later. Just get through it. But it's not going to matter because twisty twists. Yeah. We're going to the immunity challenge. Uh, they're going to get randomly divided into two teams of five. The winning team will get to skip tribal council. The losing team is going to tribal council. We just unmerged, basically. Right. Unmerged for a one-day tribe swap. Yeah, one-day tribe swap. This is BS, kind of. I wouldn't even say kind of. This is a whole lot of BS. This is a whole lot of BS. You know, we're going to see something similar in Survivor Ghost Island and Island of the Idols. But in those seasons, both teams went to tribal council and it was individual immunity. And I like that a lot better. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, if they were going to do an unmerge again, I'd be fine with it because it's been established. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's a brand new twist. No one could have predicted it. And I, I usually don't like it when new stuff's introduced. And the fact that we never do it again. Eh. So I, I don't think that this is nearly as bad as when they didn't tell anyone about Final 3 and had Yule yeah. with a super idol. Like, that that's a huge production sin, in my opinion, because the whole game... It was kind of, I don't want to say rigged, but whoever gets the super idol is probably in your final tribal, right? I didn't mind as a viewer seeing this from an entertainment perspective. That being said, whoever goes home, uh, you got you got screwed. Yeah, it's going to be Michelle, and she's widely considered one of the most screwed survivors in Survivor history. So Mookie, Alex, Dreams, Stacy, and Michelle are going to tribal council. Oh, and uh, to even like add on top of this, they're going immediately to tribal. Yeah, they're not allowed to talk. Which makes it even worse. Yes. If they were allowed to talk, I'd probably be fine with this. If they were allowed to go back and strategize, I, I would I really have no qualms with this twist. I have qualms with this. You know what happened? They didn't get to see the uh, the end of season 13 when Jeff said, Live tribal, make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So they're going straight to tribal console. And Jeff is starting to ask, why should you vote out this person? And everyone's kind of giving a good reason, like, oh, this is why we should vote off this person. This is why we should vote off this one. They're giving Jeff what he wants. Jeff gets to Alex. Alex uh, says, oh, you know, the good reason to vote off Michelle is I don't really know her. She's not in my alliance. She's not in my alliance. Okay, Alex, what's a good reason to vote off Dreams? There isn't one. How about Stacy? There isn't one. Mookie? There isn't one. Boom! Jeff just got played with his own game. Jeff was used as a tool in that moment to communicate a message in order to unify the troops. Are you saying Jeff Probst is a tool? I'm saying that in that <laughs> moment, Jeff Probst was absolutely a tool. And I think he'd be happy to admit that. I, I, I genuinely think as a host, he's like, wow, good job. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I'm a tool. <laughs> yeah, basically, Alex just spells that. Like, yeah, I'm voting for Michelle. Everybody get on board. Right. And it's it's gonna work because Dreams and Stacy are gonna jump on board to vote out Michelle. Where Mookie and Michelle they're gonna vote for Stacy. Three votes Michelle, two votes Stacy. Basically, Dreams could have gone either way. He was kind of the swing vote here, and he's gonna say in the next episode why he switched is because Michelle's reason to vote out Dreams was, well, I've never really talked to him. I have no relationship with him. Okay, and Dreams, you know, Dreams' reason is like, okay, that's a fair point. You know, we have no relationship. It's kind of like the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. Mm -hmm. There's some argument to go with you know yeah he and stacy don't get along but they know each other maybe they could set their differences aside i would have been fine either way with this vote for dreams i don't think there was a good or a bad option really yeah it, it, it's a shame that him and mookie didn't get a chance to really suss everything out as a voting block because that's what the edit had fed us at the beginning and because of kind of the bs twist that came out of left field they didn't really get a chance to come together during the scramble and figure out what they were going to do as a pair. So it, it dropped me in that moment right then, right there. And I understand ex I understand why Mookie did what he did. Um, and I understand exactly why Dreams did what he did. And just because they were both in an alliance with Alex, 
I do think that Dreams took the better route, and I do think that Mookie ultimately made a mistake here. Yeah. It, and, and, it, I, and that might be results-oriented thinking, but... It could be. But it, it, it's a crappy situation, so I'm going to cut everyone some slack yes. here. But we'll see how this plays into best and worst players. But, Josh, who do you have for best player? Uh, I think it plays right into best and worst players, because I do have Alex as my best. Yeah, he he played Jeff at Tribal, but ultimately he just got his way. There wasn't a whole lot really in this episode, so that was enough for me to give him best player of the episode. Yep, 100%. I, I really don't have anything else to add on. I'll describe it this way. Alex took this twist and just spat in its face. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Yeah. So, it's Alex. I bet production appreciated it, too. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone was pretty happy besides Michelle and Mookie. <laughs> oh, fair. Uh, who do you got for worse, Josh? Uh, I have Mookie. And, yeah, he voted wrong, but that's not even the part that I'm focused on. I'm more focused on the part where he told Dreams that he had an idol. Because that completely is going to change the outlook of this game for him. And was a terrible, terrible, terrible move. Yeah, I, I don't have to add on to that, but we kind of skimmed right over it. Mookie, if you're going to tell someone a couple days later that you have an idol, you need to go to everyone who knows and say, I'm telling everybody now at the same time and orchestrate that a little bit better. Like, hey, I just told these guys, but I want to tell you now too, I have an idol. We can stay four strong and try and work something in. Don't be like, oh yeah, everybody except you knows. Yeah, he could have been like, I, just before we, we left for the merge, like I scrambled and found the idol because I knew we were leaving. So I, I went and looked one last time and I found it. I just got this. Dude, we're going to destroy this game. If that's how you want to tell Dreams, that's the way you do it. Or you just don't tell them. Information is power. Dreams is on a need-to-know basis and he didn't need to know. He did not need to know. Mookie did the worst of both worlds. Yes. <laughs> it's the opposite of Hannah Montana. <laughs> Correct. All right, episode 10. It's a turtle? So Alex has this idea. He pitches to Mookie, hey, why don't we rotate the idol every day between one of the four horsemen? No, I'm not going to do that, Alex. I appreciate the effort, Alex. Mookie, do not do that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love that Alex suggested this because this kind of puts Mookie on blast a little bit. Like, hmm, how selfish are you going to be with the idol? But Mookie's 100% right in the right to be like, sorry, bro, didn't make the rules. My idol, you can't be mad at me if I want to hold on to it. Just say, don't worry, bro, I got your back. And then just just keep saying that. <laughs> Pay no attention to the fact that I didn't vote with you last tribal. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did just kind of like, we yada yada past things in the episode. They just kind of yada yada yeah. right by that vote. I, I, I think it's because the four horsemen don't really have a leg to stand on besides the idol. So they just kind of have to work together. And Dreams isn't with them. so <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> and they don't know that. <laughs> so Boo, who was probably going to be the person voted off last episode if it wasn't for this twist, because nobody really wants to work with Boo, he goes to Earl and pitches an alliance. Hey, you, me, Yaman, Cassandra, Dreams, we'll take this thing. All right, Boo, trying to save himself. I like it. This is going to be an alliance. You know, they're going to, they call themselves the Syndicate, um, and th which I like. That's a great name. It's a great name. Not as good as Four Horsemen. Not as good as Four Horsemen, <laughs> but uh, the Alliance getting a name game is uh, on point this season. I'm pretty sure the Syndicate is, are like the bad guys in the in the video game Fallout 4. It's a great name. So, I know I said, I think in a previous season, that they never do the Burn Book Coconut Shop reward again, and I was wrong. I, I, apparently, I didn't know everything there was to know about Survivor. I forgot something. You need, so, to, you need to edit your intro every single time now. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just hoping people are going to forget by next episode that I was wrong about something. Yeah, or fair. someone was listening in the previous in their, uh, in the previous season, and they're a bigger fan than you, and they're like, nope, 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 yeah, nope, nope. Probably. Stacy gets Burn Book. Because um, I know that's what I was thinking. Like The first thing I wasn't thinking was like, oh, good old Burn Book. First thing I was thinking was like, 
Ryan lied to me. So here's here's the good news. Now I know everything there's to know about Survivor. So now I'm complete. Anyway, pay no attention to that. <laughs> He's a fraud. Stacy is the person no one wants to see after the game. Same. Alex is the most entitled. But people go out in order. Stacy, Boo, Alex, Earl, Mookie, Yaman, Edgardo, and Dreams. Cassandra ends up winning the challenge. What? Honestly... Um, this coconut chop did not work. No. At all. Didn't expose anything. No. And I also wanted to give Alex props for how he performed in this challenge because he got every single one wrong. Oh, did he really? I was trying to keep track and I'm pretty sure Alex got every single one wrong and I was, and and my wife was watching with me. I'm like, look at this guy. (laughs) Look at this guy. I think I'm pretty sure he's the one person who didn't stay, say that Stacy was the one person he didn't ever want to see again. I think he said like himself. That's the move. Yeah. Just say yourself for the negative ones. Right. Or you do what Aris did and you just make one person sure. like the, the enemy all like Terry every yeah. time. Every bad thing is Terry. Interestingly, Cassandra got every single question right. Yeah. So her fingers on the pulse of the tribe. Absolutely. She sends Mookie to Exile Island. Who do you send? Who- so, okay, in my opinion, I I think this is a big mistake. I think that if you're in an alliance of five you send someone from your alliance to exile, but you need to have had this conversation beforehand sure. because you want to keep the idols in your alliance. And we'll see this later on. I will praise someone for a move that they make yeah. regarding Exile Island. I, I think that you send Earl. I, okay. I think that he might be the person who is best equipped to survive there. Maybe just send Yao Man. Sure. I mean, anyone in your alliance, as long as you've had this conversation, which you should have, Send them to exile so they can get the clue to the idols so that the four horsemen can't pull one over your eyes. Sure. I think that's definitely a school of thought. I think more importantly is the people she takes on reward with her because she does use this as uh, kind of an alliance ceiling. Uh, she brings in Boo and Yao Man and most importantly Dreams because nobody really knows where Dreams stands. So it's kind of a recruitment mission. She brings Dreams over and they're all just trying to bring Dreams into the syndicate. That's yeah. what this whole thing is, which is really good move. And and I did praise Cassandra for the choices that she made to bring on reward. Not so much who she sent to exile. She didn't score perfect on this test yeah. if I'm the one grading it. But this is what people do in modern Survivor. I mean, it's even if she just wanted to keep isolating dreams from the horsemen, this was a perfectly good way to do that as well, to make sure that he couldn't plan with them. So at the very least, he couldn't reforge that bond. Sure. So dreams tells Alex the syndicate is coming for him. Immediately. And Earl overhears everything. Because <laughs> they're doing it at the water well. And Earl's just like heading towards the water well. Because they're taking their sweet time at the water well. And they need the water. Uh, and he's like, heard everything. <laughs> so later dreams to get back in their good graces. It's like, uh, guys, Mookie has the idol. You can trust me. Mookie's got the idol. So n- now it's like, basically they're like, okay, we're going to go out Mookie or Alex. Got to figure out what to do there. Yaman's going to win the immunity challenge. You know, None of the horsemen win immunity. Right. They, their options are open. Their options are open. The horsemen, at first, they want to knock Earl out, which is fair. You know, he's been to exile. Yeah. He's a threat. He might even win the game. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. We're going to get just a ton of strategy here, because this is one of the biggest travel councils ever, up to this point sure. in Survivor. This is sure. huge. This is iconic. One of the most famous blind sides in Survivor history. I love this episode. So, Yaman's going to bring in Stacy because she's kind of the one person who's not anywhere, and to get her out of the horseman's pockets. And it works. Yaman gets Stacy on board, and then Alex is going to go to Stacy, and she's like really non committal, like, eh, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm uh, really hot, and I'm uncomfortable. I really can't make a decision right now. And then Alex is like, hey, yo, Edgardo, Stacy told me this. And Edgardo's like, oh, dude, you're screwed. <laughs> she's, she's not with us. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> We're in danger. 
So the horsemen, they're, they're, they're screwed. They got to use the Edel. Yeah. Dreams has told them, hey, they're coming for Alex. So Mookie and Alex do a stealthy handoff to get the Edel in Alex's pocket. Dreams sees this. They do it right in front of Dreams. <sighs> Why? Yeah, especially because they go through all the trouble of being, like, super secretive about it. But they're super secretive in plain view of somebody else. Just go down to, like, the beach real quick and hand it off. You don't have to do it near camp. Right. Or even do, like, a dead drop or something. Like, there are so many ways you could have done this. Like, hey, Mookie, go bury it by the seashell on the beach. Beautiful. Easy. So Dreams immediately tells the syndicate, like, hey, by the way, Alex is the idol now. They're like, oh, well, I guess we should vote for Mookie now. Meanwhile, the four Hishmen, they're like, hey, why don't we vote out Cassandra instead? Because she's kind of the person who's the linchpin here. She's got Earl and Yao Min on one side, like Boo and Stacy on the other, and Dreams. If you get rid of her, the whole thing falls apart. And the other idea was to dodge any idol that Earl might have. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, overall, I don't mind the, uh, the the plan to switch it to Cassandra. Yeah, totally fine. I mean, it makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Fracture. I love that move. Great idea. And if it works... And if there's only three or four of you left in this in this main alliance, pff, that's enough to run. Yeah. And then Stacy's like, guys, let's just vote for Edgardo. No one's talking about him. Why not? Why not just like remove the guest factor? We'll just vote for Edgardo. And I feel like that would have been the moment in the sitcom when like everyone just kind of looks up like at the ceiling or like at the lights or out at the crowd and like you know cue laugh track and stuff like that. Like that's a really good idea. Why? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the in the, the those uh, taco shell commercials, Porque lo no estos, or why not Edgardo? Right, yeah. <laughs> no Edgardo. Like, and out of nowhere, Stacy's idea. Yeah. And, it's, and this, here's the thing. This is not a great idea. This is simply exactly what they just did by switching from Earl to Cassandra, except they're also like, hey, this is also a good idea. Why weren't they talking about this sooner? Like, why were they literally talking about... Like, they were lowering their odds, like, to a 50-50 guess and relying on Dreams when Dreams is like, oh, it's either Mookie or Alex. Edgardo. Yeah, this is the era, you know, we're going to start out, who's the least likely person to have the idol? We'll vote for them. And it's really funny. It's, it's going to be that way for a while, but eventually it's going to flip the opposite way. And it's like, all right, who's the least likely person to have the idol? Okay, that's who we're going to play the idol on. Right. And it's going to switch back and forth over the course of Survivor history. But for now, we're, we're squarely in who is least likely to have the idol. Vote for them. Cassandra and Edgardo. But most importantly, the syndicate decides not to tell Dreams. Yeah, fair. Yep. The lesson we learned from the end of this episode, who decided not to tell and or show Dreams? Who won the battle? Who wins? And the war. Yeah, yeah. We're going to Tribal Council. Alex is going to play the idol. Three votes for Cassandra, a big old smile from Edgardo, in my opinion, yep. iconic, and then even more iconic when the third name comes up as him, and that smile just turns into fear. Yep. Yeah, it goes three votes for Cassandra, one for Mookie, five for Edgardo. Womp, womp. <laughs> and Earl's face. So, Josh, you're a memorability consultant. Yeah. And this is, in my opinion, an early front runner for one of the most memorable moments of the season is this this montage sequence of everyone's face, like the, the crestfallen looks of all the four horsemen and then Earl like stroking his beard going, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that is burned into my head. It's one of my favorite blind sides in Survivor. I remember the I remember the four horsemen less and more or, more Earl. Yeah. Just, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, iconic God tier move. <laughs> Amazing. Well, this I is, think that's fair. This is my favorite episode of the season. It might be. I think it might be. Sure. And this this was a great episode. So for best player, I ended up going with Cassandra. 
Because she was the person who kind of brought the syndicate together, and I think she's the main reason Dreams was willing to give up the information, just because they're they're very tight. Um, so I'll give her credit for that, and then being part of the group that eliminated Degardo. I think you could really go with, you know, the entire syndicate played great, but the person who put that reward together to put Dreams in the situation to come over was Cassandra. So I'm going to give it to Cassandra. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to go in a different direction, even though Cassandra does get an honorable mention for me. I actually gave it to Stacy. Because remember, she was the primary target in this burn book challenge, and we've seen people fall apart because of the burn book, and she just let it roll off of her back like water off of a goose, and then she decided, you know what, if I'm in an alliance with these four horsemen, I probably can't beat any of them, but if I go with the syndicate, I've got Boo and Dreams, who she can actually beat, she goes with them, she suggests the Edgardo boot, and that was the the correct move, the right idea, and then was a part of the four that decided not to tell Dreams the right move. So now she's, you know, in theory, or at least for this particular vote, at least four out of five. So I had to give it to Stacy. The one thing that prevented me from giving it to Stacy is her talking to Alex, where she was like, I'm just really hot and like kind of crabby right now. And it's like, okay, so you're clearly not with them. It's just like, it was such a bad deflection. And it was so obvious that she was not with them that I was just like, eh, that's not great. But I can totally see where you're coming from. Sure. Josh. I'm going to side with Ryan here. Uh, I think his reasoning is good. Plus, I really just don't like the metaphor water off of a goose. (laughs) That's just weird. I've never heard that before. (laughs) Or is it water off a duck's back? I've I've heard water off a duck's back. I've heard neither before. You know, I'll take... Josh joining my side, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah. I don't really like his reasoning. Well, I don't know if this matters because you already decided, but the reason I would keep it from Cassandra is that she did not send a member of her own alliance to exile. So I, I, there's a chance that the horsemen end up with another idol because of her mistake. Still signed with Ryan. I'm okay. I'm okay. I understand. Cassandra had a great episode. She did. She really did. And it's her only one. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, Everybody for, gets one. For worst player, I, I had Mookie. He, he gave his idol to Alex in front of Dreams. Wasted the idol, and he was on the wrong side of the boat. This one I, I toiled with because, I mean, Mookie, I think, is maybe a low-hanging fruit because of how everything shook out. But I also understand, you know, maybe doing the dead drop in front of Dreams was supposed to be kind of this, hey, we're trying to bring you back into the loop. So even though it was the wrong move, I can understand why they, they did it. I actually gave it to Dreams because... He also ended up on the wrong side of the vote and was ultimately just a tool for both sides. Sure. And, like, yeah, he got to pick. I understand that, you know, he got to be the driving factor, but he got tooled by whoever he worked with. And I I think that ultimately his standing is, um, okay, now you've got, like, three people who are not going to vote for you, like, guaranteed. And I do think that the people on the other side are still going to have a really hard time trusting you. So I had to land on Dreams. What? But they do say, like, hey, Dreams told the truth to us about everything. They're, they're going to talk about that next episode. Dreams was honest. So he actually boosts his standing with the syndicate quite a bit. I, I understand that his, that his uh, standing gets boosted. And I remember talking with my wife after the episode. Not cluing him in on the vote is basically just a warning shot saying, hey, we don't trust you, but we did rely on the information you gave us to make our decision. But that doesn't mean that we're going to let you know everything. So it was a good move by the syndicate in general. But I just couldn't get past the fact that he kind of ended up on his own little version of Exile Island this episode, and it could have gone poorly for him either way, and I think his chances to win the game without three jury votes just got harder. Yeah, I will go ahead and say that I don't think Dreams can win the game. You know, if we're playing, let's, okay, so I think all of them think there's going to be a final two. Uh, I think that, you know, I'm just going to, let's go with that. Let's assume that. I think Dreams loses to literally everybody. 
it's either him or Boo, and I don't know. I think Boo can beat Cassandra in Dreams. And and I, I don't know enough about the dynamic out there, but everyone was willing to vote off Boo just kind of as, as a standard, as, as a default the episode before. So at this point in the game, I, I would feel that maybe Dreams could beat Boo, but really nobody else. I don't know. Well, that's tough. I think you both have actually good points. For once, right? Yeah, for once. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not, but I'm still intrigued about what he's going to say. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, because I was leaning with Ryan, but I think after after the predicament that Dreams is now in, after all is said and done, I think I'm going to side with Dreams here and go with Derek. Thank you. And for the record, though, uh, Mookie is the first person to incorrectly play an idol, and he managed to incorrectly play the well, first ever modern idol. Okay, Alex incorrectly played that, the okay, idol. Okay, Alex incorrectly played the idol, but he gave his idol up, yeah. and that is a bad move. So, uh, Mookie's the first person to ever give an idol away. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mookie and mismanaging idols in back-to-back episodes. Yes, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's almost like Mookie's not great at Survivor. Alright, episode 11, Blackmail or Betrayal. Basically, to, to, to placate Dreams, Stacy's like, hey, Dreams, we thought you might be being fed information, so, you know, they might have been lying to you, so that's why we didn't clue you in on the vote. That doesn't make any sense, but it seems to work. Like, sure. That's not a reason for you to not tell him the plan. Th- like, that, there's a missing gap in logic, but it works. Good for Stacy. And the next day, Dreams goes up to Alex and Mookie, and he's like, boy, they really got us good, didn't they? <laughs> what? <laughs> And he's just trying to convince them, like, no, I didn't turn on you guys. Who did you vote for? Mookie? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> they got us good. <laughs> Boy, they played us so... <laughs> what? This might be... I, I had to not watch. I can't watch things that are overly embarrassing, like to the point of being cartoonish. Some of the later seasons in Friends, I just can't watch some of the things that those characters do because it's so embarrassing and it would never happen this was this moment was so embarrassing that i had to like cover up my face and be like dude just own it the best thing you can do because they're not stupid is own it and be like why would i stay on a sinking ship if i can hop off easy it's a game now this is ridiculous reward challenge boo injures his knee pops it back in turns out he tore his acl we're going to find out in the reunion show. And does the rest of the season oh. with a torn ACL. I'm sure that was fun. And he bends his leg out and just... And and then Jeff goes, ooh, ooh. And everyone's like, ah. And Boo's like, I'm good. I'm good. My wife was like, wait, can't people like still walk on torn ACLs? I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he's like still limping around after that. I'm like, yeah, I think he did. And then, as, did. as was confirmed, and it wasn't fixed... Nope, Man, he just toughed it out. If for some reason Boo is listening to this podcast, did you ever get your ACL fixed? I need to know. Yeah, but, uh, tweet at us, Boo. And then tweet at Derek to tell him to get off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so Stacy, Earl, Dreams, and Alex win a uh, reward, and they send Boo to exile. And at this point, since the, the idol is played, Jeff tells them there is a new idol in the game. Confirm there is an idol, and there's clues at exile. So they send Boo to exile, one of their alliance members. Congratulations, it took you one, but you figured it out. Good move. Honestly, and it's it's surprising that Survivor hops right into this because this is what we get in Modern Survivor now is that once an idol is played, another's back in the game. Yep. Uh, I'm actually surprised that they hopped right into this uh, mechanic. <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder, like, had the super idol ever gotten played in, in 12 and 13, would they have put a new one in? I don't know. And I think it's funny. My wife was watching these episodes with me, and this is, like, the fourth time I've brought her up. But she asked, 
oh, do they re-hide idols after they get used? And I'm like, I don't know. And then Jeff just like seemingly out of nowhere just uh, made the answer appear. There is a new idol hidden. And I'm like, thanks, Jeff. Wow. Thanks, thanks Jeff. That was very timely of you. <laughs> so while in reward, Alex makes his pitch to Charlie. He's like, hey, man, I think, I think Mookie's ready to go home. And I was like, well, that might be why Mookie doesn't go home. Hold him hostage! <laughs> nice. Thank you, Earl. <laughs> so Alex and Mookie, they end up checking Yao Man's bag. We get the first bag search. Uh, well, actually, no. Well, Yao Man did it earlier. Uh, I take that back. We get the second bag search. Yeah, what a perch for Yao Man to stand on later, by the way. It was so funny. I'm not mad at him. No. It's just hilarious. But here, here's what's so amazing about this. So they decide, okay. We're going to blow up a spot at Tribal Council. We're, we're just going to call him out in front of everybody, and uh, we're going to just cause chaos Tribal Council. A, don't do that. Cause the chaos now. Okay, that was a bad call on Alex and Mookie's part. You need to make the chaos happen now. Because mm-hmm. once people get to Tribal, they don't want to necessarily change their votes. They want to yeah. be locked in and feel safe. Number one. Then they realize Stacy and Cassandra are in the bushes behind them, and they think they overheard. They really didn't hear very much uh, of what they were talking about. So Alex and Mookie panic, and... Try to blackmail Yao Man. We're like, hey, are you going to tell us? Are you going to tell everybody or are we going to do it? Like, what, what do you want to do, Yao Man? So they actually stumbled backwards into a, a better move. Which, yeah, that is a better move. I don't think it's necessarily the best no. move. But, yeah, it's better than trying to blow up something at Tribal before live Tribals are a thing. The best move is to go around and start talking about, Yao Man's got the idol. I saw it. Get people to join you now. Mm-hmm. But Yao Man's like, hey. You do what you gotta do. Immediately goes and tells his entire alliance, like, that, uh, guys, they, they searched my, they found my idol, but more importantly, they searched my bag. Oh my god, Yaman, they searched your bag? That's horrible. Who would do such a terrible thing? I know, right? It's, wow. I can't believe they searched your bag, Yaman. I know. Who would do that horrible thing? <laughs> he just paints himself as the victim perfectly. I love Yaman so much. <laughs> I think, I think my favorite part is is maybe I don't I, I think he says it twice in the episode but it was you know how does this change the game he's like it doesn't this doesn't change my game at all I don't think it'll have an effect <laughs> like that is the the words of a man who is either confident without reason to be or is confident with every assurance <laughs> and the latter turns out to be true here yep and it works, yeah, everybody's just kind of, like, is even more down on Mookie and Alex because they're such despicable villains. Who searches bags? I love that Yao Man searched a bag, and he, he called himself slimy, and then immediately he's like, oh, I got victimized. Someone searched my bag. Oh, the poetry is beautiful. So good. We get an immunity challenge, and it's Battleship. Yeah. Uh, you sung my Battleship. And Stacy wins because she figures out you could accidentally put your... Uh, pieces on the same ones as somebody else so she realizes if she attacks her own ship she'll sink somebody else's ship and she's like well I'll hit myself and take somebody else and she wins the game by blowing up part of her own ship I don't know just kind of thought it was cool so the syndicate they're they're going to split the votes between Mookie and Alex just to be safe just in case one of them found an, an idol Earl is not happy about this move he just wants to throw all the votes one person to be done with it I think that's short sighted on Earl's part like yeah we're in an era where no one has ever found the idol without a clue it's going to change one day Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could have changed that day. Could have. So I, I think this is not great for Earl. Probably Earl's worst moment of the game. I think maybe the aftermath might yeah. be slightly worse in my opinion. But splitting the... Let, let's talk about the actual right move. I think that 
four on one, two on the other, enough sure. to match the horseman would be enough. And then if Dreams were to say try and flip flop, it wouldn't be enough to overcome the four. Sure. But you need to split this somehow. And ultimately, no harm, no foul, because as long as you get one of the two, does it really matter? And Alex that, is the bigger threat. Yes, Alex is the bigger threat. But I mean, idols are in the game now, and if theoretically one of them could have one, granted, I know the odds are low in this era, if theoretically someone can have an idol, and you've got enough people, you split the vote, and you know what? If you can't get that person because they have an idol, you weren't going to get them anyway, and at least now you are still your alliance strong. Yeah. Split the votes. Why not? Plan, plan voting. Yeah, there's no, there's no reason not to here. Uh, Mookie Alex blow up. Yeah, I'm going to spot at Tribal Council. It has no effect. Does nothing. <laughs> but Mookie's going to put his vote on Boo. Just throws a vote. Alex is going to vote for his good buddy Mookie. <laughs> Great move. That's the right move. Yep. Uh, four votes for Mookie, three votes for Alex, one vote for Boo. Mookie goes out. Right move for everybody except Mookie. Yep. Yeah. So, Derek, who do you got for best player? I had Yao Man because he got outed for having an idol but managed to turn it into him being the victim rather than him keeping a secret from his entire alliance except Earl. Stayed in the right side of the vote. He's still not being targeted, and he was a part of the group that wanted to split the vote. So I, I had no problem giving it to Yao Man. Here's the thing with why I couldn't give it to Yao Man is dreams is not really concerned with the, the uh, you know he doesn't really see Yao Man as a victim anymore he has a confession where he's like Yao Man's got an idol that's not good that is yes that is so true people do know that information his, his Yao Man's stock has decreased <laughs> well at least dreams can't tell anybody that Yao Man has the idol and that's because he didn't hide the idol outside of his bag Mookie did that Mookie buried it somewhere yes so there is you know Mookie thought of this plan. Yao Man should have been able to think of this plan because Yao Man's smarter than Mookie. So, you know, I, I do got to throw some fault on Yao Man there. So I'm going to give my best player to Stacy. She calmed down Dreams after Tribal Council, somehow, was part of the team that sent Buddha exile to make sure somebody from their alliance got, got the clues. She won immunity, and she was part of the split vote. I just felt like Yao Man had more to lose and somehow managed to not lose a lot. So that was why I picked Yao Man. I'm going to side with Ryan here. At the end of the day, information is power. And you have a large enough group here to where votes can be split. So you could very well lose your idol soon. How about worst player? I had Alex because he broadcast his plan too loudly. And it was a bad plan. But also people were eavesdropping and they didn't pay attention to that. Which is the second time that he's like been caught scheming because people he just didn't pay attention. And then went up and blew Yao Man's position up to Yao Man's face, which was, again, maybe the wrong way to play that rather than, you know, disseminate it secretly and spread distrust. Then tried to blow it up at Tribal, which didn't work. Yes, he saved himself with the one vote, but the entire syndicate played okay this episode. So if I'm splitting hairs and I'm looking for someone who had a bad episode, Alex had more missteps and had an opportunity for something maybe big and completely squandered it. So I agree with you, syndicate played great. Uh, I can't give it to any of them. I can't give it to Alex either because he saved himself. Like, he should have been gone, and he made... He basically single-handedly saved himself just yes. by one throw on Mookie. I can't give it to Alex, therefore I'm not giving one. No worse player. I'm going to side with Ryan on this one. Mostly just because Alex is already playing from the bottom, so he's playing desperately, and you're going to make dangerous, risky plays that probably aren't going to work out for you when you're playing for the bottom. And I really like the fact that he voted for Mookie. He sussed it out and figured that they were going to be splitting the vote because of the idol and decided to just turn on his friend and just go for it. I'm not saying that he didn't do what he could with his vote. He utilized his vote correctly. I just felt like he completely misused the Yao Man idol information and that was enough to knock him off of 
being the worst player of the episode. Um, but I respect the democracy that we have on the podcast. So though I disagree, I respectfully accept the results. Don't get me wrong, Alex made mistakes, but I think ultimately net positive for Alex because he's still in the game and he shouldn't be. <laughs> episode 12, a smile, velvet gloves, and a dagger in my pocket. That's a really great line. Yeah. Back at camp, Earl's kind of pissy about the vote. It's not a great look for Earl. Definitely, yeah, I would agree this is his like, lowest moment of the game, which, you know, this is pretty good if this is your low moment of the game. Yeah, it, where you, in the heat of the moment, say, this is the last time I'll ever, ever let anything happen that I don't agree with. Yeah. You can say that for the confessional. You can be pissy about it at the confessional. Don't do it in front of everybody else. Stacy goes out to talk to Alex and try and be like, oh, I just hope we can be friends after the game. And everybody else is like, why is she talking to Alex? Just, don't do it. Just stick with your group. Stick with your group. Don't worry about keeping friends after the game. If they're going to be friends with you after the game, they're going to be friends with you after the game. If they're not, screw them. You're yeah, this isn't going to change it at all right here. And this could be seen as just pandering to jury members. If you're going on Survivor, if you make friends, great. That's not why you're an inch. Okay, it could be why you're there. You could go on Survivor just to make friends and not care about the money, but that's not why... I'm not going to say that's why, not why you should go on Survivor or should not, but that's not what we're concerned with. This isn't the How to Make Friends podcast. It's yeah. the How to Win Survivor, you know? That's what we're here to teach you. So get your priorities in order, Stacy. Who is the who is the guy, Commune, season four? Oh, um... Is it Garrett? Uh, Gabe. Gabe? So, oh, Gabe. My winner pick. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. If you're playing the Gabe game, you're not going to win a million dollars. Yes. Most likely. There's other ways to make friends. Yeah. All right. You don't have to go on a game show to do it. And I don't recommend it. Stacy should be figuring out ways to win a million dollars. Yeah. She shouldn't be trying to make friends with people who are on the bottom. Yep. By herself. Earl wants Yao Man, Cassandra, and Dreams in his final four. Yao Man wants Stacy there instead of Dreams because cause he thinks Cassandra and Dreams will not ever turn on each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, bull. Fun fact. Yao Man's completely right with this read. <laughs> Cassandra's like, no, Yao Man, I'll definitely consider voting for Dreams if that's necessary. No, you won't. That's a lie. Hey, babe, you know what? Good for you. Good for lying. But you're lying. Hey, she actually lied, uh, which I don't think she said in, in Final Tribal. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe you could be like, huh, should I do it? No. Oh, I considered it. It's not a lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get the meat-eating reward challenge where you just have to bite off chunks of meat with your face. Yay. I hate it. <laughs> I hate this challenge so much. First place, second place, and third place all get to go on reward, which makes this challenge even worse because it's stupid. First place also gets to send someone to exile and gets an advantage in the immunity challenge. Boo's going to win. So he's going to get the advantage. He's going to send Earl to exile. Smart. Good move. Someone in your alliance. Honestly, probably his closest alliance member is probably Earl at this yeah. point. And then Yao Man and Dreams get second and third. So the three of them all get to go on reward. And Boo talks a lot on this reward challenge and is super annoying. Yeah, but apparently everyone hates Boo... But we don't get a reason for it other than the fact that he talks a lot. There wasn't a ton of development. And and honestly, they were showing him as being annoying, but only really to dreams. And Yao Man was just... Bit. Yao Man just said, like, wow, we get to do this wonderful reward. What a great experience. Has nothing negative to say, at least in the edit. Um, well, he did later once uh, Dreams was bringing it up around camp. And sure, but that that's a good move, though. Yeah. Um, if, if it annoyed Dreams and you're neutral, you should just feed into your lines yeah, and be like, annoying. yeah, you know what, that, that was pretty annoying. Uh, but let's talk about this reward for just a moment because I find it interesting. They go like whitewater rafting. I would hate to win this reward. You've only got so much energy. You shouldn't be paddling up a freaking river for a reward challenge. <laughs> well, you're paddling down the river. Fine, you're paddling, you shouldn't be paddling down a river either. 
This is just a waste of energy. I, I suppose if you look at it that way, yeah, it is. I, you know, but you know, the reward challenge is supposed to be a fun escape from the game kind of thing. I think it'd be fun. I don't know. Oh, I would love to do it, but I would maybe try and give this one up or just intentionally lose. Sure. So there, there's plenty of challenges that require energy. I'm, I'm assuming they got food along yeah, with they, this. They got so. food to go along with it. So net positive. Get the energy back, and they got letters from home too. The advantage Boo wins is he gets to skip the first round of the immunity challenge, go straight to the second where he takes on Alex and Dreams and and manages to win with a torn ACL, climbs up a pole to get a flag, basically. Jeez. It was close. It was so close. Like, if you look at, like, a a frame-by-frame of the three of them going for the flag, it was so close. Yeah, it was like Boo. And then I think Dreams was actually kind of in second. Alex looked like he was going to be able to pull it off, but but he he slipped. He couldn't climb the pole. Yeah, Yeah. he, he had it, then he slipped a little bit. So Boo wins immunity. Alex tries to get Earl, Cassandra, Dreams, and Stacy on board to knock out Yeah, Man. Fair enough, because I, I'm going to go down to, I, you know, I always rank the players from um, everybody who makes the merge from most likely to win to least likely to win. So I'm going to go ahead and just read it off. I think this is the win order. Yeah, Man's number one. Earl, Alex, Mookie, Edgardo, Stacy, Boo, Cassandra, Dreams. Uh, that's the order, I think. So... Voting out the person who's most likely to win. Not bad. It's a good plan. I can see why people would be on board with this. Everyone Alex talks to about it's like, yeah, you know, that maybe we could do that. Except for Earl, who then proceeds to go on like a, a tour and be like, no, no, terrible idea. We're not doing it. All right, I guess we're not doing it. Six votes for Alex, one vote for Yao Man. Uh, this is the wrong move. It should have been Yao Man. It absolutely should have been Yaman here. Given that he has the idol, if anything, Earl, you can pull a win-win out of this and put votes on Yaman, flush the idol, and get Alex gone. There, it, there are ways for every party to advance their game, except Alex. We chose not to do that for some reason. You know, everyone else, so let's look, let's look at everyone else. Boo, Stacy, Dreams, and Cassandra. Those four are the key to this. They need Alex, Yaman, and Earl to go. All three of them. Yeah, they know Yaman has an idol. Why not go for him this time around? He plays the idol. Alex is gone. He doesn't play the idol. He's gone. They're, they're both huge threats, and they both need to go. Mm-hmm. They, there's no reason not to pull the trigger and, on and, this. And they have the numbers. Totally. And, I mean, even if you want to take it one step further, from Earl's perspective, getting the both, best of both worlds, he could be a part of this vote and be in charge of splitting the vote. And then right before Tribal, maybe mention to Yao, Hey, it sounds like they're gonna vote for you. Make sure you play your idol. They're coming for you. Play if you, your if idol. you want him to stick around, yep, you win both sides. But Earl managed to convince everyone else to make a move down in their best interest. So that's why for best player, I'm giving it to Earl. He made a final four deal with Cassandra, talked everyone out of voting for Alman, and got uh, his biggest threat in his eyes, Alex, out of the game. So Earl. I have it as Earl as well. It's hard for me to do that considering that he got talked out of, or like he talked everyone out of a better move. But it is symbolic that he's driving the game and illustrates his power. I just wanted to give an honorable mention to Dreams for making Alex feel comfortable on his way out the door and kind of giving him that that false hope that maybe they would go for Yao Man and we have to entertain these other things. I do think that is a good idea if you can get away with it without coming across as shady to your alliance, which he was able to accomplish, but doesn't take it away. It's Earl. For worst, I had Stacy for talking to Alex Red for Tribal Council, annoying her tribe, and not making the move to take out Yao Man. There wasn't much here. You know, all four of those people who didn't make the move to take out Yao Man, we can criticize. Boo at least won immunity. Dreams of Cassandra really didn't do anything, and Stacy just annoyed everybody else a little bit. So by, you know, that, 
metric, it's got to be Stacy. And I actually had Boo because I didn't feel like the immunity win was enough. He wasn't going to be the target that episode anyway. But he was annoying everyone on the reward challenge and then still remains this massive threat to win all of the individual immunities. And at some point, they're going to come for him. But I can't argue with the Stacy classification as worst either. I just felt like the uh, the episode shined more on um, them not really liking Boo as much. So, had to go with Boo. But you want immunity. <laughs> had to get the last word in, Ryan. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Stacy is the worst. This is nice. The last couple episodes, you've been on very much pro-Derek. And now I'm feeling the love again. It's okay. It's nice. It's okay. I, understand. I just like saying Stacy is the worst, so. Mm. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Episode 13, I want to see if I can make a deal. Dun, dun, dun. So Boo plans to hide in the thicket by the water well to hear people talking about him. Spy Shack, basically. The original <laughs> Spy Shack. Boo did it first, Tony. Spy Shack, hide at the well. Uh, he's going to listen in on people talking about voting him out. Meanwhile, back at camp, everyone's talking about voting him out. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that well when you're just removing yourself from, from camp where everyone can talk about you. Yeah, you made it really easy for them. They didn't even have to go to the water well. You know, okay, I, I don't know the, the, the phrase in Mandarin, but I know that translated to English, there's taking off your pants in order to fart. And basically it's saying, like, you're making something too complicated, and by doing so, you kind of miss the point. By not being at camp, in order to try to get information, you prevented yourself from getting information. So you overcomplicated it, and you totally messed up. <laughs> And it was hilarious because they just show him like laying in the grass like, I'm so clever. <laughs> I loved it. What a good idea by me. Boo is such a cartoon character. <laughs> His name is Boo. Yeah. All right. We get our final ever car reward challenge. Derek, it's here. It's happening. The teasing is done. We're finally at the worst thing that can happen during a car reward challenge. <laughs> so anyone who's been paying attention to this Rewind series, they have been dogging me. For 14 seasons. And the second this challenge was done and over with, I was thinking to myself, okay. This is it. Here it is. The big one. It's the last one. Dreams does not own a car. So during the reward challenge, Boo, Stacy, and Yao Man, they make it to the final round. They get to compete for this big old truck. It's like an F-350. Yeah. Really nice truck. Yao Man wins. Yao Man is, is well off. He doesn't need this truck. So he makes a deal with Dreams. He will give Dreams the F-350 in return. If Dreams wins immunity at the final four, he will give it to Yao Man if they're both still in the game. Dreams accepts and swears to God he'll do it. So Yao Man's like, all right, Dreams, you get to go on reward challenge now by uh, Boo and Cassandra. All get to go on the, the reward. And then he sends himself to exile to get see, take a look at the idle clues. Uh, this is what we call a pro gamer move from Yao Man. <laughs> uh, across G -G. the board. GG. Iconic. Yes. Infamous. Brilliant. You know, it's not gonna pay, it's not gonna pay off for Yao Man, but it's still like a brilliant gamble. Because the beautiful thing is that no matter what Yao Man does, he's not painting a larger target on himself. No, everyone already knows he's number one threat to win the game just by how he's played, the social relationships he's built, and who's on the jury. Yao Man is already this huge target. It hurts him none to make these deals. And if you can make these deals with people who claim high morality, which of, of which Dreams, at least in his conversations with everybody at camp, is that he is one. He is someone of high morality. Cool. You gave him something he wanted, and in return, you're going to say, please give me something that I want. I'm gushing more about the move to send himself to exile, though. This is a pro-gamer move! I, I'm still geeking out about it. 
legendary. I, I think that we do need to be a little bit careful here and put an asterisk next to this entire thing, just because, yes, Yao Man can't put a bigger target on his back right now, but I feel like for the majority of contestants, this is this could actually be a bad move. Because I think that you could put a huge target on your back by trying to do this, gifting someone a car, and really coming across as a strategic threat when it's completely unnecessary. Sure. So I think if you're sitting in the middle of the pack here, and you're kind of laying low just trying to get to the end, and really just trying to make your final moves to bring the right people to the end, I actually think that this could be a very dangerous and potentially bad move. Right. Like, as consultants only attempt something like this is if you're the number one draft pick yeah if you're playing from the top and you and everybody knows it go ahead and do this move i mean an example that comes to mind immediately is when sarah lucina gave up reward to nick on nick's birthday and everyone was like wow that was strategy and sarah was like i just didn't care about the reward and thought that he could use something on his birthday and she was allergic to Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had an allergy. But everyone was like, oh, that was strategy. That's bad. Yeah. So it painted a target on her back. Yes. Don't ever underestimate other people's ability to turn something against you. Yeah. I think I think that's the main point that I'm trying to make. And another thing in Yaman's favor is, again, these people are all recruits. Or how deeply are they thinking about the strategy? Maybe not so much. Maybe they just don't read into this much. Dreams reads into this once he like stops and thinks out, uh, thinks about. It. He's like, oh wait, oh yeah, yeah, man's playing me. Okay, well, I need to get Yaman out of here before the final four. <laughs> TikTok, yeah, um, <laughs> loophole. So Dreams is like, yeah, we if, if I get Yaman out at six or five, I didn't break my word. Yeah, that no, that's the right move. Take take the okay. And another thing we need to talk about is. Taking the truck. Dreams, you know, if you're another contestant, maybe don't take the car and just like just stay away from that. But Dreams is not rich. In fact, he is you know, the financially. Opposite. Yeah. He and his family are financially struggling. He is on this show to get as much money as he can to help his family out. Getting this truck, he doesn't own a car. You don't you have no guarantee of winning this game. Take the car and run. Like even if you lose, at least you have a car. If I was in Dream Spot, I'd do the exact same thing. The, the, yeah, the problem wh- is- whether it is strategic or not, it, I don't I don't think it really Irrelevant. matters. I understand exactly where Dreams is coming from. I do think that the point of this podcast, you know, is to help future Survivor players win the game. Don't take this deal if you're trying to maximize your chances to win the game. But I'm also not saying, you know, to take your finger off the pulse of hedging bets and understanding your position and your likelihood of winning and and trying to maximize your return. I'm, I'm super appreciative of just the old return on investment. An F-350 for 35 days' work is not a bad haul. The point is, you know, generally not a great move for Dreams. It's more than acceptable. It's encouraged. Sure. Uh, just because ext- extenuating circumstances. Sure. So we get the immunity challenge. Uh, Boo wins immunity, and he was probably going to go home. Everyone was talking about getting rid of him. But Boo went managed to win immunity and save himself. I don't know why they were thinking about targeting Boo. It makes no sense. Meanwhile, Yao Man gives Earl the clues to the hidden immunity idol so Earl can find it. And, you know, normally I would kind of poo-poo this kind of thing, but your Earl was the one who took everyone on a, on a mass exodus so Yao Man could get his idol. Let see, Earl get the idol. See, I can't believe that you would say that, Ryan. I am in such stark disagreement. Let Earl get the idol. You don't know anybody anything. If Earl was dumb enough... To be the one to take everyone away from camp so that Yao Man can find the idol, that's something that he has to live with. He already knows that Yao Man has an idol. You sent yourself to exile, you got the third clue, and you should know that you're on a clock and that Dreams has incentive now to take you out in the next two. 
You go find the idol. You have the third clue. You could you go do that, get it. But you do that, you're gonna. You could run the risk of burning an ally badly. An ally who is never gonna full, betray you has has full reign to burn you, basically starting at final five. But he doesn't. He doesn't immediately because it wasn't convenient Earl for him at the time. Yeah, man, until he doesn't have a choice. He did have a choice. Not really. Is he did? Nah. Is he did? He could have forced nah. fire. Absolutely, he nah. could have. You can't say that he didn't have a choice. Well, technically, it is choice, but that's not a real choice. Like yeah. that's like the furthest thing from a choice. Well, so you're saying that Earl needs to burn Yao Man eventually. Earl needs so, to burn Yao Man eventually. I'm not saying. So what I'm saying, Earl is too loyal to Yao Man. Earl is too loyal to Yao Man. Earl was seemed fine to go to the end with Yao Man. And then all of a sudden, yeah, the opportunity to not do it because Yaman didn't have immunity. And he's like, oh, okay. But he was totally fine and then content to go lose to Yaoman. And that and that's bad on Earl. That's bad on and Earl. And I still think it's bad on Yaoman to go giving away hints to hidden immunity idols when he needs to get to this final four at least where he has someone tied up in their morality Josh, for a think? chance. I'm on Derek's side here. Okay. I Here's the thing. I think that you can... Maybe maybe here's a compromise. You, as Yao Man, can take the take the clue, go try to find the idol. If you find it, great. Hold on to it. Maybe at a certain point, you just straight up give it to him. Sure. If you don't necessarily need to use your idol and you want to save Earl, maybe that's when you use it and you use it on him. Maybe one of you wins immunity and use one of the idols and then you save it for the next week and then you use it on yourself the next week. Sure. I think that there's other ways around this where you can build your relationship with Earl and show that you are loyal to him without completely letting it out of your control. Sure. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. Okay, I'll sign off on that. That would have been the most optimal move. But, you know, you gotta be careful not to burn the one person who doesn't seem to want you out of the game yet. No, absolutely. But you also have to think that Earl is the next biggest threat yes. here. So for Yao Man, that, and that, that's the other thing that's holding me from giving him the clue, is that if it's not you, it's him. So you might be able to get people to deflect to Earl. Just another thought. Sure. Earl ends up finding the hidden immunity idol. So Yao Man and Earl each have one. Meanwhile, Dreams get Stacy, Cassandra, and Boo on board to knock out Yao Man. Good move. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the right move. At Tribal Council, Stacy might have given the game away. It could have been a trick of the editing, but it seemed like she talked a little too much, and Yaman's like, oh, really? But he might have been going to play his idol all along. It, we don't know. And they did have a moment when they were back at camp where Yaman said to Earl, I just have a bad feeling. Yeah. I just got, <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this for our Star Wars fans out there. And Earl's like, oh, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Earl, you are wrong. Yeah. You are wrong. Everything is not fine in Yao Man's world. So Yao Man plays his idol and ends up being four votes for Yao Man, two for Stacy. The right move was it was to split the votes between Yao Man and Earl. Those two have to go. Why not play for both of them and mm-hmm. knock Earl out of the game with L in his pocket? So lesser four alliance? The 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 bottom four? I should we should say like the the, the four who are not Earl and Yao Man. So the, the the not as big threats to win the yeah, game. The four, the goat, goat army. <laughs> the the <Yeah>. goat army. <laughs> goat you just army. Have, a, have a three-way tie here. Basically. Yeah, yeah, that's what it should have been. And yeah, maybe Earl plays Zettel and knocks out Stacy, but maybe not. So yeah, I, I think they pulled the wrong move. It should have been a split. Derek, who do you got for best player? Uh, yeah, man, for successfully playing the first hidden immunity idol. Yes, I'm going to poo-poo him all the way for giving away the clue to Earl and allowing him to, to get the idol, but... Lest we forget the pro gamer move with the truck and sending himself to exile again to keep anyone he might be targeting from getting the clue, which I know is a little more blurry now that we're just down to the syndicate alliance or whatever. The one negative is not enough to take away the fact that he just made survivor history by successfully 
and and without any real hard information, playing an idol correctly. This is good stuff. Yeah, it's Yemen. Done. Easy. <laughs> yep. Worst player? I had dreams. I didn't really have a good reason. I just felt like by putting yourself in the position to be indebted to someone and possibly burning jury votes in, in the process, if you were to, say, withhold that immunity at Final Four, which, I mean, what are the odds? He hurt his chances the most to win the game. I do understand that Earl ended up on the wrong side of the vote, but he also had... Earl didn't. Well, he ended up on the wrong side of what the vote was supposed to be, okay. uh, but he did vote for the right person, but he was not clued in by his alliance because he was too loyal to Yao Man. Sure. But because of his loyalty to Yao Man, he was able to get that clue, he was able to get an idol, and no one's targeting him, even though they should be. And yep. for me, that was like, okay, I don't think Earl's the worst here, so I'm just going to take the person who I think put themselves in a really tough position to win the game and go with Dreams. Uh, and I'm going to go with Cassandra. Cassandra and Boo, because you know, we can't vote, pick the person who was eliminated, so it can't be Stacy. Boo won immunity. Dreams at least came up with this plan to take out Yaman and realized the loophole in this deal he made. He's going to get a truck out of this deal and he can take out Yaman at six or five and still be fine. Now, idle doesn't work, um, but at least Dreams came up with the plan, so therefore Cassandra's the worst player of the episode because she was there. And my thought is they did try to vote Yaman out, so even mm -hmm. though they didn't split it, they actually came together and had the right target in mind, and that's the first time that we've seen that. But I just felt like Dreams put himself in a pretty... Pretty much a no-win situation. I think he was already in a no-win situation, and he at least is getting a truck out of the deal now. Like I said, I, Dreams can't win, and I don't think he ever could. Yep, I'm siding with Ryan here. Mm. All right, let's get to the finale. We're down to the final five. You've got a puzzled look. Earl tries to tell Cassandra he would have been fine if Yaman would have gone. He wouldn't have voted for Yaman, but he would have been fine if we had to let Yaman go, and Cassandra doesn't buy it at all. Good for Earl doing the attempt. Good for Cassandra for seeing right through it. Yep. Blindfold Maze Immunity Challenge. Yaman wins, saving himself because he was going next for sure, for sure. So now Boo is the one who's going. What? Why? Why? The only thing that makes any sense is if Earl has told everyone, I have the idol, it's the final five, last time I could play it, I'm going to play it tonight, you can't get rid of me. We didn't see that on screen, though. Right. I wish we had, because Earl was never in the conversation to go home. So it, it's just like a big, we're missing a big piece of information here. Mm-hmm. So I'm since we didn't see it, I'm just gonna assume Earl didn't tell everybody that, and, and they're just stupid going after Boo. <laughs> we have no choice, Survivor editors. You've done this to us. But if anyone's listening and can confirm that Earl did use this idol correctly and tell everyone and say it's dead after today anyway, yep. I'm gonna use it. Yaman yeah, has immunity. You might as well get rid of the person who can beat you in an immunity challenge, which is Boo. Boo is the right move for exactly two people: Yao Man and Earl. Yeah, because he can beat. He's the biggest threat socially. Weirdly, like uh, of those three, I think he of, of Boo, Cassandra, and Dreams, Boo wins the game. I think of those three, also he's the best of challenges. Right. So Boo is the easy right decision for Yaman and Earl. Boo tries to get everybody to vote for Dreams instead, which is just like a weird play because why on earth would Yaman vote out Dreams when they got that <laughs> final four deal going on? Just I think this is just more evidence to the pro that Earl told everyone that he has an idol because if Boo is trying to get in with the guy who has immunity and then his best ally it didn't make sense it was very disjointed in the episode why do this you'd think that he would try and team up with dreams and cassandra to take out earl so it just it felt weird it felt really awkward boo's pitch should have been take out earl earl's like oh i got the idol can't do it all right 
Who's new pitch? Take out Cassandra. There's no logical reason to take out Dreams, at least on Yaoman's part. Sure. It doesn't make sense. I do understand the point that he was making where it's like, yeah, people are going to want to just give him the money. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe Yao Man can see that. I'm assuming that he also just did just because it's going to be just as tough to sell a, a vote on, on Cassandra that she might be able sure. to win. So I think if you're looking between those two, you might have a better chance at a Hail Mary of a sympathy vote. It seems like no one is on board with that. No. Uh, so it's not even going to come close to working, but... I can kind of see what, what Boo is going for here. I w- and I want to walk back a little bit. I don't mind Boo's pitch to get rid of Dreams because I think that Boo could just as easily go to Yao Man and be like, I'll make you that same deal because I have everything to lose at this moment <laughs> if you don't. Let me win the immunity challenge and take you as well. And guess what? Who's Who's been less flippy floppy in this game? Me. That's that would have been a really interesting pitch. I'm, I'm, we, man, I wish Boo would have done that. That would have been really fun. <laughs> like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I have no incentive. I've got nothing hanging on this. You can trust me more. So that would I think that would have been maybe the ideal move. Sure. Or at least better than maybe how it was pitched to us. Ah, wow, I like that. I like <laughs> that idea. Earl plays his idol last time he can do it. Four votes for Boo. One vote for Dreams. Should have been Earl, but... <laughs> well, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered, but... If, if Earl did tell him about the idol, if that did happen, Boo is a fine pick. So yeah. asterisk next to this whole thing, basically. Yeah. yeah. What is worth noting, though, is they don't know yet, really, but Cassandra and Dream have lost the game. Mm-hmm. It's a final three. One of Yaman and Earl's, for, if not both, are going. Yep. It's over for Cassandra and Dreams. Yep. yep. Bummer. And with Earl getting the idol, it was over for them... An episode ago. Yeah, it, it really was. I think it was probably over for them even before that, because, you know, with the final three, I don't think either of them ever had a shot, but their best shot was probably against Boo, like they might be able to swing a vote, but now that's over. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Josh, who'd you have for best player? I had Yaman. Really, the uh, only thing that I had here was that he won immunity. There wasn't really a whole lot else here regarding just, like, strategy or gameplay, so I just kind of defaulted to Yao Man because of immunity. That and the fact that for his game, the biggest physical threat is Boo. Taking him out makes the most sense for Yao Man's game. Yeah, yeah, winning in and Boo went home. How about worst player? I actually didn't have anyone. Now, this is under the assumption that Earl let them know that he had the idol so again kind of asterisk but i feel like everyone made the correct decision based on that information if that's true yes i'll agree we don't have that confirmed so i did give out a worst player just because i'm going to assume earl did not do that because that's what what we're, we're given we're working with limited information here so my worst player is cassandra for eliminating boo instead of earl and losing the game you know you could throw dreams in there but at least dreams played up the fact like hey there's no reason to get rid of me because yeah man uh, I'm going to give you immunity at the final four. You should keep me in the game. So Dreams at least played that card. Uh, that leaves Cassandra. I went along the same school of thought as Ryan. I really didn't think about any of this under this idea that Earl had an idol as I was giving out these awards because, again, we didn't get that information. So Cassandra's my pick. But I, I don't think Dreams had a great episode either. No. Because it, we just there's a piece here missing. Yes. Why didn't they target Earl? But, again, maybe the game's already over. Maybe. And if we're forced to because we're we're going by strictly the edit, then then I would say sure. Cassandra makes complete yeah, sense. Sure. I'm but glad that we covered both sides of the coin. There's a big question mark here, but with what we're given, it's Cassandra, I think. All right, final four. Earl has a really funny moment where he compares the friendship between himself and Yao Man to uh, the characters from Rush Hour. 
and now I just want this buddy cat movie with Earl and Yao Man <laughs> solving crimes. I'd watch the movie. I'm I, here for it. <laughs> I would love that. Dreams, meanwhile, he's extremely vocal that he's going to give immunity to Yao Man. He's just, he wants his son to be proud of him. He's talking this up. Maybe don't do that, Dreams. <laughs> stop. Please stop. It's a bad look. Hey, Derek, guess what? Huh. It's your favorite part of every Survivor season. It's the Fallen Comrades. Oh, yay. My Honestly, the best part of this was now they know that it's a final three. Which they yada yada right over yeah. because you know we already got this as a viewer in Audience season knows. you know season thirteen, but Earl kind of confirms later that it was oh well I guess this is it, huh, huh yep and then Dreams is like wow this kind of makes my deal with Yao Man pretty crappy very good yes yeah. this is very important it's, now I don't want to say it changes everything but it, it, you know it it should kind of it changes basically everything so. Yeah, Cassandra Dream, guess what? You can't win. Yeah. But your best shot's against Earl. A Yao Man needs to go. We get the Rack Immunity Challenge. We get Jeff Jigsaw Probst. Uh, <laughs> I want to play a game. And uh, so, if I'm in Dream's spot, I want to throw this challenge. But Yao Man can't win. Yao Man has to lose. So, what needs to happen is Yao Man needs to fall out and Dream needs to fall out and let, give the challenge to Earl or Cassandra. Unfortunately, Cassandra and Earl are the first two out. And and Oof. I want to I want to think that he actually was thinking that way the entire time because he kept looking. They, they kept showing the the angle of him looking over and the camera would just show just him and Yao Man even even though everyone else was still in he just kept looking over looking over I think that dreams that was his exact thinking the entire time was he was just hoping and praying that either Cassandra or Earl would outlast Yao Man so that he could just drop off and go off scot free on this entire thing. There were so many opportunities for Dreams to get out of this deal he made with Yao Man, and just everything went wrong. Well, I mean, for Yao Man, everything kind of went right until the last minute. But until yeah. the last minute, yes. Yeah, because Dreams like had to not give him immunity. And it's just like, if only Han played his idol, if only Han won immunity, if only Earl or Cassandra lasted a little bit longer, if only one thing was different, Dreams wouldn't have had to do what he did. Meanwhile, production is throwing a frickin' party. Yeah, they are. Dreams wins immunity at the final four, and production can't believe it. This uh, is a dream come true. It, dreams come it came. true. <laughs> yeah, dreams come true. <laughs> so they kind of make a big deal out of this, uh, that Yao Man doesn't really pressure Dreams much, which I like. I like that Yao Man was just really subtle about it. Just like Okazu just throwing, like, I know he's a, a man of his word and he'll do the right thing. And he doesn't, like, just hover over Dreams' shoulder and pester him. I think if he'd done that, it would have made it a lot easier. Dreams could have gotten yeah. annoyed and done. Yao Man played it, I think, perfectly. Yeah, 100%. Especially when Dreams had a confessional saying that Yao Man was like a father figure to him. Disappointed father works, ladies and gentlemen, by basically saying, hey, power's in your hands. At least if he's going to betray him, oh, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna hurt. So I agree with you, Ryan. This is the right way to do this. If you're trying to make someone do something out of pure morality, then you need to stay on the high road while you pressure them. Passive aggressive. Right. My one idea for Yaman here is that I think there's an opportunity for him to go to Dreams and pitch voting Earl here. Sure. Pitch... Hey, I if you give me immunity, I will guarantee that we do not vote you out. That's a good idea. And that is by voting for Earl. One, that gets you immunity if you're Yao Man. Dreams, you guarantee being in the final three. You already know you're not going to beat Earl, so why does it matter if you lose to him versus Yao Man? And then 
yeah, man, you just guarantee that you win the game because your only competition would be out. Why so, not? I think that he should pitch that. Sure. I think that's a good call. Yeah, man plays like he's a man of honor card all the way up to the end, but Dreams is going to keep the immunity necklace. Yeah. Three votes for Yaman, one vote for Cassandra. That is the right move. 100% the right move. Yeah. Uh, you hate to see it, yeah, but yeah, you love to see it. I was so upset when I was a kid. I was so upset. But it's the right move. Why would Dreams, in a million years, give up his immunity? And I would be such a hypocrite if I said that Dreams made a bad move. Dreams take, made the only move. Take your integrity and get the heck out of here with it. Nobody owes you anything. And you know what, Dreams? For all the flack that I know that you took in the meta and on social media, well, it didn't, didn't really exist yet, yeah. the, the dawning of whatever, you know, on, on MySpace, <laughs> you didn't deserve it. No. Dreams made the only move he could make. And I, th- I, I think that the biggest thing in his argument is that Yao Man started this entire deal in a strategic way. He did it for his game. So why is there such a negative to Dreams doing the exact same thing? There isn't. Yao Man offered him this deal. He knew the risk. Yep. Uh, and I, I don't think Yao Man has any hard feelings. Oh, no, absolutely not. You didn't even have to wait till the reunion show no. for that. You got it in Final Tribal. He, told, he tells Dreams, like, enjoy the car. It's fine. He even went so far as to say, like, I don't need a truck. It's a game. Yaman gets it, and everyone else should too. And, and Dream gets Dreams gets it too. Yeah, and you know it's a weird situation where I think both of them made great moves. Yeah, absolutely. Because Yaman needed something to give him a chance if he doesn't win his way, and Dreams, the beneficiary of a car, and got to keep the necklace. He doesn't win anyway, but he did maximize his earnings. Yeah, he's gonna get more money, and his goal is to help his family. This is a life changing amount of money for him. Yeah. So, you know, no no flag for dreams from, from this side of the table, at least. Yeah. Josh, you get it for best player for the final four. <laughs> I put dreams. <laughs> Ultimately, he made the right move. By, by dreams making the only move, he is the best player. It's 100% dreams. You know, he tried so hard to get rid of Yao, man. And just things, everything went wrong. And so the final, last, only move he can make was to keep the immunity necklace for himself. It, it, it's not a great look at, in the meta in terms of reality TV at the time, but it's still the right move. I always have felt really bad for Dreams as much as I love Yaman. Dreams is the best player of the episode, and a lot he's a better player than he is given credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about worst player? Uh, I didn't have anyone. I, I feel like everyone, it, it was basically out of everyone's control here, and ultimately you got Yaman to go home. Yeah, you know... An under the under the radar good move that's kind of masked by Dreams keeping the necklace, which is really him not making a move, right? Yeah. It's it's crazy that we're talking about that like it's a move. It'd be a move to give it up. Earl was like, you know what? Opportunity. I'm, I'm opportunity, and I'm knocking. Well, guess what? Opportunity knocks, and it's time to get the one person out of the game that can beat you. Just vote him out. Don't give him fire. Don't give him a chance. Just time to go. Yep. Yeah, Earl votes Yaman out. Right move. So yeah. point no. point being, no worst player. No worst player. And may we say, rest in peace, car reward. <laughs> uh, and we, yeah, we're never going to see it again. That is the last time we get the car reward. The car curse has claimed its final two victims, Yaman and Dreams. Womp womp. So, Josh, we lost our winner pick again. Whoops. <laughs> who, we're, we got three people left. Who, mm. do you remember who you switched to at the time? I, I feel like I would have been pretty solidly on Earl here. You sure? Uh, yeah. Tough <laughs> choice. It, it is tough. 
Yeah, I switched to Earl. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would have picked anyone else. I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm very curious this if there's anyone out there. have been the most obvious winner at the final. Like, going into the final trouble council, this is the most obvious winner we've ever had. Maybe maybe Tom Westman. Or Earl and Tom, maybe the two most obvious winners we've ever had. Yeah. And I would I, say Earl even more than Tom. I, I feel like Earl is more obvious, but, yeah, I'd say Tom might be the other one that's pretty yeah. clear. And here's the thing. Is this a final three and not even a two? Yeah. So, Yao Man is going to play again. Do we want to see that? Oh, of course. Yeah. One of the easiest yes we've ever had. Uh, Yaman's great. Only person this season who's played again. Only one. Earl was asked to be on Winners at War, but he just had a kid, so he declined. Mm, it's fair. It would have been fun to see him, though. It would have been. It would have been. I, I want to see Earl play again. Yep, yeah, but Yaman is the only one we get back. All right, final trouble council. We get opening statements. Earl says he played an honest and clean game, didn't need to sacrifice much integrity or win immunity to make it. All good points. Yeah. Also that he, he said he never got a vote. Not entirely true, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah he got one vote. Yeah, we're going to say multiple times, Jeff Probst is going to say it, that uh, no one ever wrote his name down until the final trouble council. Not true. Rita voted for him for some reason. Oh, so... One vote. So close. Yeah, I forgot that he didn't win any immunity. Not one. Cassandra says she played a social and loyal game. Okay. Also true. Yeah. Dreams is like, you already know me and you know what to do with the money, so... Okay, moving on. <laughs> May not have played a good game, but uh, that's not why I'm here. Yep. So I actually want to talk about most of the jury for once. I think there's a lot of meat here. Mm. Michelle wants to know what was their biggest obstacle. Um, the only really one important thing here is Earl mentions, yeah, I was on Ravu. So, yeah, and Earl's the only person in Ravu who made it. That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, let's, let's keep mentioning that Ravu thing and how much that sucked. Yeah, and I think it was pretty funny how they, they just kind of played off that He's not the only one. I mean, in the final three who started on Ravu, yeah, but he ended up being on the the Haves tribe. What was the name of that tribe? Moto. Moto. He ended up being on the Moto tribe for a little bit, but I don't know. He played it off correctly. Eduardo asks Earl how he found out about the Horseman's Idol, and Earl says one word, dreams. He just kind of gives a chuckle. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful answer. Mookie comes up. Dreams, did you tell anyone about the idol? Yep. Mookie asks, did you consider that betrayal? And Dreams is like, no, it was like a lie. It was a con. And he doesn't do a really good job of explaining himself. But I think what he's trying to say is, I was never with you guys. I was lying to you the whole time. I was with Cassandra. And it's just, it's, it's a bummer because he just doesn't do a great job of explaining it. But I can kind of see where he's coming from. I can see where he's coming from too because there's a really easy opportunity for him to turn this right back on Mookie and be like, remember when you didn't tell me about the idol? I thought we were together. If you're telling everybody except me and you're leaving me out and then all of a sudden you try and bring me back in when you need me, you know, when when that need to know became a need to know and you expect me to trust you, you'll forgive me for jumping ship into a better alliance and making the final three. Do not high horseman me. (laughs) Well done. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, if only Dreams... I don't know. If only Dreams had that... Had had the luxury of, of learning how to do that. Yeah. You know, and, and even if it was, like, after a good meal. Because, I mean, yeah, they got to eat a little bit, but it wasn't a great feast. It's just, you know, it's not good circumstances to formulate the closing arguments yeah. for a million-dollar game. We're going to see in the reunion show, especially Dreams, is not great at making a, uh, a consistent stream of thought, you know, explaining himself. He's not very good at it. Sure. Um and yeah, it just it just kind of sucks that he doesn't have the ability to do that because he has a genuine argument for a lot of these questions, and it's like it's almost there, but we just can't quite get there, and that's kind of a bummer. Uh, Alex comes up, and he's a massive prick. Oof! 
didn't see this coming. He goes full lawyer. And was incorrect. And he like, was incorrect. Like, he, like, was like, hey, Cassandra, what is the thing you're most ashamed of? And she, she gives an answer, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, it seems like you're lying, or you're just a bad person because you strung Stacy along, pretended to like her, and when you were done with her, you voted her out. No, she didn't. She got idled out of the game by Yaoman and Earl. Like, you're very obviously just salty about this entire thing. What are you talking? Cassandra is, like, trying to explain herself, and he's like, stop talking, stop talking. Cassandra's like, no, I'm going to keep talking and explain myself, which is stand up to him. Stand up to this douche. Uh, I, I really like Cassandra here, just like, it's like mm, whatever. You're not letting me finish, but okay. I, I do like that she didn't back down. I think at that point, if you... It did, she, didn't, she never did call out the fact that Alex was yeah. wrong. If you're able to recall that information at the moment, you say, maybe you just turn to Stacy and say, Stacy, maybe you should remind everyone how you exited <laughs> the game. I know that like it's our turn to talk, but you got idled out unless I'm not remembering something and I was working with you to try and take out Yao Man, correct? Okay, Alex, continue. Alex, Any, go to hell. Anything else? Then he turns to dreams and is like criticizing him for playing like dishonesty and without integrity and for wanting to help children, which is what Alex also wants to do. Alex tried to blackmail Yao Man. Like, you can take your integrity and shove it, dude. He is such a prick. Dreams is like, it was just a game, and Alex is like, oh, that's, that's fair. Yeah, at least he ended it with that. I don't know. Uh, you know, I liked Alex for this entire game up until this this jury speech. He's such a douche here, and and it's just so weird because I liked him too. Like it, it, it seemed like he had a good for for the most part pause on the game and knew uh, what he should be doing. The biggest mistake was out of his hands with with Mookie telling dreams about the idol. Otherwise, I think they would have been in a really good spot. Just this part of his personality never came out. My final thoughts on. Alex, and, and this is kind of how I was feeling, especially after this this final tribal council speech. He's someone who understands the game, that has a few pieces missing, and he's not able to play it perfectly. He would be a great coach for the game of Survivor. We had seen in the post-merger moment where he's like, oh, I just kind of noticed everyone throwing Boo under the bus here. And then, so I'm going to go ahead and try and subtly throw Boo under the bus. He gets the final tribal council. He just has a completely wrong read on the situation and totally mis-executes everything that's going on. I understand that maybe you're trying to direct everyone to Earl as being a clear and obvious winner, but you're doing it without that self-awareness. So even though you can coach the game of Survivor, you don't have enough self-awareness to pull it off correctly. And you went one step too far in oh, this yeah. final tribal council. Then we're going to have Lisi come up. And Lisi is like, hey, Cassandra, can I see your water shoes? Those are the worst water shoes I've ever seen, and that tells me you were completely unprepared to play the game. Is that correct? Cassandra says, no, I mean, I'm still here on day 39, and so are the water shoes. <laughs> That's a dab. <laughs> Ryan just dabbed. <laughs> Amazing. Lisi criticizing someone for being unprepared to play Survivor is the richest thing I've ever heard in my life. Go to hell, Lisi. Yeah, lest Lisi forget that she wanted to quit at multiple times, and the reason she got voted out is because of her piss-poor attitude toward the game. She even said in Fallen Comrades, like, I didn't have the fortitude to stay in the game. What are you even talking about, Lisi? And then she's like, then uh, you, you, your motivation was being greedy. It's like, oh, of course I want a million dollars. This doesn't mean you're greedy. Like, what are you talking about? God, Lisi sucks. Oh, and then she's how many zeros are in a million? Dreams, how many zeros are in a million? Six. Wait, what was that? Six. I said six. Do you think I'm dumb or something? 
And like, oh, she sucks so hard. And then she turns to Earl and is like, oh, you were putting on a show for the jury when Yama got voted out. You acted so surprised. She's like, I was surprised Dreams didn't give up the immunity necklace. And I had to vote out Yama. You could have voted for Cassandra. Uh, I made a choice, and it was a smart choice to vote out Yama. And I don't know what you want. It's like all three of them just kind of bitch slapped Lisey back to her jury seat, and I love it. She sucks so hard. Get off my TV screen, Lisey. I don't have room for any of this. Now, don't get me wrong. When Dreams didn't give immunity to Yao Man, Earl had the look on his face of somebody who just won a million dollars, and he knew it. He didn't need Final Tribal Council to know. But Lisey can't attack him for that. I bet she'd have been pretty darn happy if she had just learned that she'd won a million dollars. Good thing that that didn't happen. No kidding. She sucks. I think one of my favorite moments on the, on the season is when she trips and falls on her face. Not when she gets back up again and it's funny, but when she trips and falls on her face. Yeah, I could watch Lisey falling down all day. I'll make a gif. <laughs> Stacy wants to know, should I vote based off need? Because Dreams needs the money. Earl's like, we all need the money. This could change all of our lives. I need a million dollars. It's about the best you can do. Yeah. That question. It's a good ethical question to explore for the purpose of philosophy. But Earl gave a better answer. Yes. Boo wants to know if Dreams was playing Yao Man the whole time. And, and Dreams claims he was. No one really buys it. And I still don't really know where I stand on that. I think, like, I think he had planned to follow through with it if his plans didn't work out until he learned, oh, it's the final three. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but I just want to mention Boo goes, like, full fire and brimstone preacher. As a Christian man. What, what, you know, it's, I just thought Boo was hilarious. It's just like, I don't know where we get Christian uh, preacher Boo going nuts. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you can turn away from the money dangled in front of you and stand before God that your word cannot be broken. You will not fall into the devil's temptation. I'm like, oh, hello, Boo. Preacher Boo, everybody. <laughs> okay. Was not expecting that. Finally, Yao Man comes up and tells Dreams to enjoy the truck, gives him a chance to say if he was, you know, playing Yao Man. He, he doubles down on, you know, yeah, I was playing you the whole time, Yao Man. But more importantly, he asks Earl, why would you vote me out, man? And Earl responds, because he would have beaten me. <laughs> so simple. Earl, Earl's, kiss. Earl is so great at just the simple answer, but it's, it's like simple and effective. Sometimes less is more. You don't always need to have a two-and-a-half-hour podcast. Now, granted, we do. That's why we're here. Yep. But in this final tribal council, Earl can say, because I wouldn't have won, and it's beautiful. Earl wins nine to zip to zip. <laughs> it really helps that he knows that he has this entire thing locked up so he can be as honest as he wants. And especially when you voted out someone who you're considering like being a potential lifelong friend here. Just be like, yep, you would have had me. Yeah, Earl, Earl gets the first unanimous win. Uh, so my question, did the right person win, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If we're looking at the the final three strictly, oh, yeah. It's not close. Yeah, yeah. because we only look at the final three. Did yep. the right person win? The people Out of the people who made it to the end, did the right person win? I think we have a resounding yes. Dreams had the better physical game, but for social game, strat strategic game, it's Earl, and it's not close. I think you could make an argument that Cassandra might have the social game as well. There were points in there where, I mean, even in this post-merge that we talked about, she was the person who brought two little chunks of like mini alliances together, along with she got all the questions right for the for the coconut chop, so she definitely had her finger on the pulse of the tribe. So I think you could have an argument about Cassandra in the social game. Obviously, it wasn't miles ahead of anyone else to get her even a single vote. Yeah, so, a lot of people didn't like her. That's yeah. the thing. And nobody seemed to dislike Earl. It's a key portion of the social game. Yep. 
Yeah. I will say, though, to, to Josh's point, she may have used the social game most heavily. So even if she wasn't the best at it, it's the part that she relied on the most in order to get to sure. to get to the end. Because Dreams called her out like in the pre-merge as someone that they should vote out because she doesn't really bring anything to the tribe. And he turned into her like closest ally. Yep. That's some social maneuvering right there. That's really good. And I and I don't want to sell her short for that. I, yeah. I, I don't think that Cassandra is a horrible survivor She's not player. a complete zero. I know a lot of people kind of like lump her in that category. And I, and I wouldn't say that yeah. that's fair I mean, at all. You know, physical game, close to complete zero. But like uh, yeah. social, solid social player. And she's got some strategic chops. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, congrats to all three of us for get, getting the right winner pick. Yeah. yeah. On our first try. Well, yeah, we all did it. Congrats to us. Yeah. First try. Reunion show. And Jeff mentions Earl never had his name written down until day 39. That's not true, Jeff, you hack fraud. Uh, he had his name written down once by Rita the third episode. For no reason. For no real reason. And Dreams still keeps saying, I never intended to keep my word. He's doubled down. Yep. Sure. Okay. So we'll never know. All right. Let's wrap up Fiji. Best player of the season. Now, of the final ten, we can only count the final ten for best and worst player of the season. Who is the best player of the season? Oh, it's Yao Man. Yeah. Yeah, very much Yao Man. <laughs> Easy Yao Man. Earl's a good player, but Yao Man's just a notch above. And you know what the thing is? I think that on other seasons of Survivor, Earl would have been the best player. It's just Yao Man is a very good player, and sometimes you end up with multiple awesome players on a cast. And you know what? It makes for a really entertaining, for sure, post-merge. How about the worst player of the 10? Who's the worst player of the season? I'm going to go with Boo. Okay. I just feel like, for one, he he kind of always had his name on the chopping block. Yes, he was able to integrate himself with this syndicate, but it was kind of last minute and on a need basis, and never really was a threat to win the game because he was so exiled socially. So I don't really have much horrible gameplay from, like, let's say the Horsemen, because they were never in much of a power position, and the fact that they even had a chance to flip the game was pretty impressive. But I'm going to go with Boo. I don't think I can give it to Boo just because I feel like he didn't really have a whole lot of just, like, negatives. It's, it seemed like it was a lot of just, like, Boo being there. And, <laughs> and that's it. I would actually like to give it to Mookie because I think that he did have some negatives. I, I stand by the fact that him telling Dreams about the idol is the worst move of the season. Along with the exchange of the idol in front of him and the entire... Basically, he caused... I think he single-handedly caused the downfall of the Four Horsemen and changed who potentially got to the end of the game. I don't think that it can be Dreams just because I actually truly believe that when he's saying that he might have acted up this persona and had a little bit more of a plan throughout the entire game, I do believe him in that and that Dreams is smarter than what some of the people gave him credit for. Now, he might not be able to articulate that as well, so that hurts him, but overall, I don't think it's enough to give him the worst player of the season. So, I would actually side with Mookie. For sure, for the for the record, I never even considered Dreams for, no. for the post-merge. For the pre-merge, yeah, but for the post-merge... Yeah, he did win. He, for... he, he, he found his feet, and uh, I, I would never have considered him for it. So, I landed on Cassandra, mostly because she had opportunities to go after Yao Man and Earl and didn't take them and just 
allowed herself to fall into a losing position, period, and had less urgency than some of the others. I, I don't want to give it to the Horsemen. Mookie's definitely the worst of the Horsemen, but they were doing stuff in a, in a crappy situation, though. They kind of put themselves there. Uh, Michelle can't count Michelle. Uh, poor Michelle. Poor Michelle. The reverse swap screwed. Stacy had some strategic chops. Boo had physical chops. Cassandra had social chops. But I just think Cassandra allowed bad stuff to happen and seemed the most content with things that were not in her favor happening. At least the others were trying to take action to reverse their fortunes, where Cassandra just seemed like fine with things going the way they were going to go. So because of her lack of urgency and agency in the game, I'm going to give it to Cassandra. I can I can see that. Um, I, I think that's definitely fair. I'm, I'm going to still stick with Mookie. I'm, I don't think I'm convinced either way to, to move off of him. But I definitely would like to discredit people who just sit in their position. Especially when there's only... We had we had two standout players here in a majority of the post-merge. Maybe right away after they merged, there, there were other contenders. But once we got down to like the final like six or eight, it was really only two people. They had plenty of options. Yep. And there's no reason why it should have gotten down to letting either Earl or Yao Man into the finals. And yet here we are. Here we are. I, I go back to mainly the, the Alex vote. Why did you get rid of Alex there? There was no reason to get rid of Alex there. Jeff Watch, anything new you want to talk about there? Not a ton about Jeff this year, honestly. I don't know. Did Ryan, do you think there's anything different about Jeff? Because I feel like we're pretty much at modern host Jeff. Pretty much, yeah. He hasn't done anything weird or wacky. Um, that's the one thing we're missing. Occasionally Jeff will do something like... What was that? He's been wearing straw hats. Um, like straw cowboy hats. So yeah. that's a little wonky. I don't have anything. But no banana yellow shirts or anything. Or, that or, might know, have been a one-time thing. Or like wading through the water in order to like pull boards yeah. off of, you know, platforms. I miss those days. I, I miss those days too. Uh, how about weather report? Anything you want to... This seemed to be pretty easy. Like I'm sure Exile Island was pretty rough. And obviously being on the Have Nots tribe sucked. But if you were on the Haves tribe, I would argue that this is the easiest Survivor has been. I know that they lost everything at the merge, but they still had plenty of like mango yeah. and pineapple and fish and shellfish when they wanted it. So it, it seemed like one of the easier seasons, all things said. I'll sign off on that. Top so. three easiest season, I think, for sure. Yeah. Josh, memorability consultant. For the pre-merge, you, you didn't have a whole lot to work with, but you ended up saying the most memorable moment of the pre-merge was Michelle falling off of the platform. <laughs> and I stand by that because they showed it like four more times it's just really in the good. finale alone. But for the post-merge, and then overall, what would you say is the most memorable moment of the season? Well, I think I got a couple nominations along the way. I know you mentioned the uh, horseman blindside and the faces of everyone as it happened. Obviously, the car deal is going to be out there too as another nomination. Other than those two, are there any others? That you guys would like to toss out there? The moment when Dreams doesn't give up immunity. I think that there's a powerful image of Earl's smile, Yao Man's devastation, and Dreams crying just because he's so upset by the whole thing. Like, you have this whole range of emotions. I can see that being a very memorable moment. And I know that's kind of an extension of the car deal. But again, y'all have been building this up for 14 seasons, so like... I'm I'm here now. Was it worth the payoff? Were we right? I wasn't expecting someone to give up the car and then kind of lose the game because of it. So, <laughs> never win the car. I think those are the big three for the, the post-merge. Yeah. Sure. Ultimately, I'm going to say the car deal. And then if you're going to just narrow into just a specific moment of the entire car deal transaction and culmination of it, it is when it's at Tribal. I can just picture just, just Dream saying, I'm sorry, yeah, man. Oh, oh. The feels. 
All the feels. Yeah, I can't argue with it. And does that beat Michelle falling off the platform yeah, yeah. overall? Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> I think she'd understand. It's hilarious. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one I would pick if I was in your shoes. Those are some top-tier memorable moments, I think, for me. I Like I said, I love Fiji. Uh, let's get into our Survivor rankings on that note. All right, 14 season in. I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, my rankings are uh, season 10, Palau. Season 7, Pearl Islands. Season 9, Vanuatu. Season 1, Borneo. Season 6, the Amazon. Season 14, Fiji, so I'm coming in at what, 6th place? Yeah. Fiji's going to take 6th, and then they continue on. 11, Guatemala. 12, Panama. 3, Africa. 2, the Australian Outback. 4, Marquesas. 13, Cook Islands. 8, All-Stars. 5, Thailand. All right. Well, interestingly enough, I'm going to throw mine down at 7. So I'm going to go Season 10, Palau. Season 7. Season 6. Season 9, Season 11, Season 2, Australia, and then coming in at number 7 for me, Season 14, Fiji. So kind of in the upper middle range. Then it'll go Panama, Borneo, Africa, Cook Islands, All-Stars, Marquesas, and Thailand. Okay. And then mine will be, starting from the top, Pearl Islands, Palau, Amazon, Vanuatu, Borneo, Australia, Guatemala, and then Fiji. So it is in 8th place. Okay. Uh, followed by Panama, Africa, Cook Islands, Marquesas, All-Stars, Thailand. Uh, really, the only reason why I couldn't bump, bump it up a little bit further was just because I'm very just indifferent about the pre-merge. Uh, the post-merge is fun. I understand that. But outside outside of that, it's overall just, a, like Derek said, middle of the pack season. Sure. I think that all three of us have it a lot higher than the average survivor contestant, which is really fun for me as a Fiji stan. You know, like I said, this is not a, a typically very popular season. I don't get why, but whatever. I love Fiji. Guys, that was fun. Next up, we're doing uh, Survivor China, season 15. Derek, you are familiar with one contestant from that season. You've seen one person play. Yeah, and at least by name alone, I know I said this last season, but... <laughs> I don't think I know who wins, and I don't. And you said you say I know one person, and don't tell me if I've seen them play or if I'm just aware of their existence. Like I don't want you to tell me any of these things, but I have no idea. I have no clue. So I'm excited to get into it. Of course, I will disclose if I have spoilers if they arrive. So that's all I can say. All right. Anything else, guys? No, I don't think so. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at CastawayPod. This has been the Castaway Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night.